Mark chapter 15, verses 25 to uh, 39. <clears throat> the third hour when they crucified him, the written notice of the charge against him read, the king of the Jews. They crucified two robbers with him, one on his right and one on his left. Those who passed by hurled insults at him, shaking their heads and saying, so, you who are going to destroy the temple and build it in three days, come down from the cross and save yourself. In the same way, the chief priests and the teachers of the law mocked him among themselves. He saved others, they said, but he can't save himself. Let this Christ, the King of Israel, come down now from the cross that we may see and believe. Those crucified with him also heaped insults on him. At the sixth hour, darkness came over the whole land until the ninth hour. And at the ninth hour, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When some of those standing near heard this, they said, listen, he's calling Elijah. One man ran, filled a sponge with wine vinegar, put it on a stick and offered it to Jesus to drink. Now leave him alone. Let's see if Elijah comes to take him down, he said. With a loud cry, Jesus breathed his last. The curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. And when the centurion who stood there in front of Jesus heard this cry and saw how he died, he said, surely this man was the son of God. Genesis 22, verses 1 to 14. Some later, God tested Abraham. He said to him, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Then God said, take your son, your only son, whom you love, Isaac, and go to the region of Moria. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on a mountain I will show you. <clears throat> Early the next morning, Abraham got up and loaded his donkey. He took with him two of his servants and his son, Isaac. When he had cut enough wood for the burnt offering, he set out for the place God had told him about. On the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. He said to his servants, Stay here with the donkey while I and the boy go over there. We will worship and then we will come back to you. Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and placed it on his son Isaac. And he, he himself carried the knife and the fire. The fire and the knife. As the two of them went on together, Isaac spoke up and said to his father, Abraham, Father, yes, my son, Abraham replied. The fire and the wood are here, Isaac said, but where is the land for the burnt offering? Abraham answered, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. And the two of them went on together. When they reached the place God had told him about. Abraham built an altar there and arranged the wood on it. He bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar 
on top of the wood. Then he reached out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called out to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Do not lay a hand on the boy, he said. Do not do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God because you have not withheld from me your son, your only son. Abraham looked up and there in the thicket he saw a ram caught by its horns. He went over and took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called that place, the Lord will provide. And to this day, it is said, on the mountain of the Lord, it will be provided. Let's pray before we get into God's word. Father God, we confess that we have all sinned and fallen short of your glory. That none of us meeting here this morning are without guilt of our own. But we praise you, Lord, that through the blood of Christ Jesus, you have covered our sins through the perfect life lived, the perfect atonement that we have through your Son. Well, we praise you that you are willing to give this incredible gift. And we pray now that you would help us and guide us as we go through your word. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I imagine at some point or another, we've all looked at the price of something and we've been shocked, something for sale, and we've been shocked at the price that they've had marked on that item. That might be because the seller was asking way too much or it could be because we simply weren't prepared to pay the price of that item. Sometimes things just cost more than we're prepared to pay. Other times we simply don't realise how valuable things are. But in this morning's passage, Abraham was being asked to pay an incredibly high price, a greater price than anything we could ever purchase. God was asking Abraham to give up his one and only son, to sacrifice him to show how much that he loved the Lord and how much he trusted in the Lord. The Lord spoke to Abraham and said, Take your son, your one and only son, Isaac, whom you love, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains I will tell you about. These words are shocking when we grasp the weight of what God was asking Abraham to do. Take your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love. These words leave no doubt to the fact that the Lord knew how much Isaac meant to Abraham. As I'm sure you've all read in the past, Abraham's wife was barren. She was unable to have children until she was very old. And it wasn't until Abraham himself was 100 years old till she gave birth to Isaac. This is the child that they had longed for for so many years. 
a precious child, their most valuable thing in all of the world. As Abraham heard the Lord requesting that he give up his one and only son, there's no doubt that his heart would have been filled with anguish. He would have been in turmoil and really not knowing what to do. He was being asked to give up on any hope of having descendants of his own. He was being given up on being asked to give up what was most precious to him in this world without even an explanation of what God was doing. What Abraham was being asked to do was incredibly costly beyond, I think, even our imagination. God's request was unthinkable. God was asking Abraham to take his one and only son, his precious child, and slay him, to kill him and offer him up as a burnt sacrifice to the Lord. God was asking him to be prepared to give up everything for him. And amazingly, in this passage, amazingly, in faith, Abraham did what the Lord asked him to do. And so the next morning, Abraham got up early and saddled his donkey. He headed off to the mountain of Moriah with Isaac and two of his men. After three days travelling, so it was a fair way away, they arrived at Mount Moriah. And Abraham told his two men to wait with the donkeys while he and Isaac went up the mountain and sacrificed to the Lord. Abraham was quite old by this point. He was well past 100. And so he handed the wood to Isaac, who was a young man able to carry the wood. At this point, Isaac realised that something was very wrong. There was no sacrifice. They had nothing to offer to the Lord apart from the fire and the wood. And so he asked his father about where the sacrifice was. Now, Abraham's answer here shows that he had a great deal of faith in the Lord beyond what he could see or understand. He replied, God himself will provide the sacrifice. And when, he reached, when they reached the place where God had told them to make this sacrifice, Abraham built an altar and he bound Isaac and laid him on top of the wood. When you think about how much anguish Abraham must have been going through at this point. As he's seeing his one and only son, his beloved child, bound, tied up, lying on this wood, about to be sacrificed. But in faith, Abraham proceeded to trust the Lord beyond what he could see or understand. And so he picked up the knife to kill his son, to sacrifice his son. When all of a sudden, before he was able to lower that knife, the angel of the Lord cried out to him, saying, Do not do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God, because you have not withheld from me your one and only son. And as Abraham lowered the knife, he looked up and he saw something that 
For some reason, he hadn't noticed as they'd made their way up there initially that there was a ram caught in the shrubs nearby. God had provided the sacrifice. He had given everything they needed. So Abraham took the ram and put it in Isaac's place, taking Isaac off the altar, placing the ram on the altar, binding it and sacrificing it to the Lord in Isaac's place. The Lord had provided the sacrifice. This morning we're celebrating the good news that the Lord has provided the sacrifice. Romans 6.23 tells us that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. Sin and rebellion has its cost. It can't just be forgiven and forgotten, not by a holy and just God. That just isn't possible. Sin needs to be punished for justice to happen. The injustice of our rebellion against the one who has given us life and breath cannot be ignored by a holy God. Sin has its cost. And its cost is so incredibly high, the price that we owe for our sin and our rebellion isn't just physical death at the end of our lives, but it is spiritual death for all eternity. It is separation from God and all that is right, just and good. The cost of our sin and our rebellion is incredibly high. So high, in fact, so high that it cost God his one and only son to save us from the guilt of our own sin. God has provided the sacrifice. He has not withheld from us his one and only son. He has shown us love far beyond what any of us deserve, far beyond any kind of atonement that we can ever possibly hope to do for ourselves so that we might have life through his son. God the Father willingly gave up his one and only son and with the son willingly laid down his life in obedience to the Father and because of his love for us. When Jesus was slain on the cross, he had no guilt of his own. No sin that he had ever committed was charged against his account. He had nothing to atone for, no need for a sacrifice in his place. But yet, despite his, him having no need to be atoned for, he willingly laid down his life for us. His perfectly sinless offering, the perfect sacrifice, was offered up in our place. His sinless life considered as own, as our own. The Lord has provided the sacrifice. He has not withheld his one and only Son, so that through faith in God's one and only Son, Christ Jesus, 
we might be freed from the requirements of the law. We might be freed from our sin and our rebellion that has kept us separated from our Creator. We might be freed from the requirements of the law that we could never do in our own strength. Freed from our guilt and rebellion to know true freedom in Christ. We've been made sons and daughters of the living God through Christ Jesus. This morning we're celebrating the good news that we have been forgiven, that our debt has been paid. We're celebrating the good news that the Lord has provided the perfect sacrifice to atone for sins in our place. We no longer need to fear death as it's no longer the end for those with faith in Christ Jesus. We have a hope that is beyond death in this life because we don't face spiritual death in the next life. We have a hope to look forward to, life forever with our Saviour in paradise. And it is all because God the Father has provided the sacrifice and Christ the Son willingly laid down the life, his life so that we might have life in him. Let's give him thanks in prayer. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your perfect sacrifice that was offered up in our place. We recognise that we have all sinned and fallen short of your glory, that none of us are without guilt. We praise you for offering up your one and only son in our place, for paying that incredibly high price because of your love for us, the love that we have not earned but has been given freely to us through the blood of your son. We pray this morning that you would renew our confidence in the hope that we have in Christ Jesus and our dependence in you as our Saviour. And we pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen.